All right, what's up, guys? Post game show, West Coast style. Bobby Manning, John Zana, Sherrod Blakely's threatening to join. He might. He still might. Um, it's past Jimmy Toscano's bedtime, but Celtics uh, beat the Warriors uh, pretty comfortably. You know, probably more so than I mean, whatever. Ended up being a pretty lopsided score. Warriors got a little close there, but pretty dominant defensive effort. You've got now back to back here. You're looking at what. 35 points against the Mavericks, Bobby, and 32 against. No way. There he is. Not, not to, Joe Sway doesn't say. Oh, a Joe freaking, Sway's in too. Doesn't say a freaking Look, word. I'm sipping the coffee. Doesn't say a word on the chain and shows up. Look at this action. What do you mean? I thought well, it goes without saying. I don't know. Stop. Oh, stop, Joe Sway. Just stop. West Coast. I thought you were out. Yo, I thought you were never... going to pull a Jimmy. No, this is this is classic. This is uh, you know, it goes without saying. And then when I don't say, oh, where were you last night? Come on, man. Where were you, bud? Oh yeah, no, no, no I was out. Um, I was, you know, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's if, I, if I didn't show up, you would be like, where were you last night? <laughs> nah, I didn't count on you. It's a late game. Uh, it's a school night. I totally get it. I was fading, and that Stauskas three put put just breathe <laughs> breathe life back into me. What a story. That was the that up. was the win, and honestly, that guy looked so happy. Oh man, <laughs> this is a pretty good moment. All the shooting was out there at the end of the game. All that shooting that they were looking for all game long. Yeah, we were uh, due. We are. We I want to. I want to let everybody know uh, we're having we're goofing around with some stuff. Um, we have a March Madness garden style, a garden report style bracket that we started releasing tonight. Uh, we're putting a few polls here in the chat. I'm told there's already an upset alert here. Um, really? Yes. Which one? We got. Hold on. Which one? Um, so we, we've seeded some of our garden report sayings and different things that have happened on the show. Uh, it's a 32 um, team, I guess, bracket broken into the Toscano region, the Manning region, the Blakely region, and the Pavone region. Um, <laughs> no Zanis region? <laughs> there's not five regions. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. So um, so that's what we've got, but I'm told there's an upset alert already with the poll that we've put on YouTube. So we'll see what we have. It's running on Twitter. It's also, uh-oh, no way. Get your votes in, everybody. Jimmy Homeschool as a one seed is getting upset right now by Bobby's small sample sizes. So this could be interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that was one of them. That's funny. Yeah. Sample sizes. That is interesting. So, all right, let's, it's let's talk about sample size. Though. Let's talk all about tonight. I, I you know, I, I don't want to be that guy who's going to say it. I'm just frustrated. I want, I was so looking forward to tonight because the Warriors got Draymond Green back and you thought they were going to play a, 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 an elite team with championship aspirations on the road with a full lineup. They've got clay, they've got Draymond and, and then you find out Wiggins isn't playing before the game. So boom, there goes one guy out and then Curry plays a quarter, does nothing. And he's out too. And again, yes, you beat this team. I'm not saying it's a, it's a, you know, throwaway victory. I'm just bummed that they didn't get a chance to go toe to toe with a, with a, with a, you know, kind of fully healthy, uh, Golden State team wire to wire. I know you're stacking. You want to stack up wins. We're just trying to get sense of how's this team going to do when they when they when they play seven games against someone who's as good as they are or better, and uh, you know, and has everybody on their roster. I want you want to see yeah. you, you want some tests along the way, yeah. right? 
we got robbed of a of a exciting finish to this game for Plus, sure. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, like it had all the makings of it. You know, between Marcus and Kerr barking at each other, between the stifling defense from the Celtics, man, what a yeah. first quarter! Incredible stuff. Same thing carried over into the second quarter, and then of course seeing Steph Curry goes, you know, go down that. that that helped the Celtics in a way, but then you had Jordan Poole come up big. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you in that sense, John, but I still think that the Celtics did a good job of sending a message in that first half, man. The Golden State Warriors, like, man, like, there's not a big chance of us facing this team again in the postseason, but that team, in my opinion, I think it sent a message to not only Golden State, but on the national stage, it put everyone on notice a bit because that's how good this defense is. If They're phenomenal. Opposing- if opposing teams, if opposing teams and analysts, national analysts didn't get a really good sense of how stifling this defense really is, I think they got it tonight just from watching that first half by the Celtics. I mean, yeah. it, it's sick what they're doing defensively. It's insane. Uh-huh. I mean, the, yeah. the the way that they're able to so fluidly rotate when there are switches. And it's like, typically when you're playing a team that does a lot of switching, you're going to at some point, if you keep moving the ball, you're going to find that mismatch. They're not giving yeah. you that. Uh, there, because even when you beat a guy off the dribble, you got Rob, you know, coming through like Mr. Free Safety, pinning your stuff on a glass. And if he's not pinning your stuff on a glass, you've got a path that you think you're going to get to the basket. That all of a sudden, there's a do not enter sign by the name of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or, or you know, another guy. They are playing. I mean, I haven't seen this type of just defense from top to bottom. And then you go to the bench and you got guys like Derek White who comes in who does a good job defensively. I haven't seen this since that 04 Pistons team where you had six or seven Ooh, guys that okay. collectively could defend you. And when you went to your bench, you still had a pit bull or two that could get it done. It's impressive. And I that's like the that. thing is like when everyone's going to, and I'm among them, uh, going to look at the Derek White stuff and be like, man, this dude needs a, needs to see something go in because he's starting to aim the ball and he looks really bad on offense. But you're right. Defensively, it's unreal. They just come in and you're right. Like what you're not getting offensively, you're getting it, uh, you know, defensively for those guys coming off the bench right now. And it makes a huge difference because even if you go cold, you're just making it really hard on the other team um, to do anything. And again, just no one can get into the paint area. Everything is just kind of whipping yeah. the ball around the perimeter and you just can't get anywhere where you can get a quality shot and you're stuck late in the clock having to take a contested two. Uh, and that's just what they do to people. It's un- it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah especially and, and to we, the you know, Warriors team. Yeah. Right, right. I, I was just going to yeah. say, especially when you talk about the whole defensive player of the year, and I, I've been pro Marcus Smart up until today. Uh, I'm, on t- I, I'm on team Time Lord right now. I no mean, kidding. The thing that, wow. the thing that he – well, th- and this is why. Not only did he block shots, and he has the, the ability to alter shots, he's doing something now that I think people aren't really recognizing, and that is he's making guys make bad decisions. Oh, guys yeah, are yeah. driving into the lane, and not, they're, if they're not taking a bad shot, they're kicking it out to a ghost because there's no one that they can pass to. They don't want to throw it up. You've got wings who are in position to catch the ball, but they're not getting it. I mean, there, are, there was more than one possession where Rob's presence – made a player, whether it was Poole, whether it was Lee, throw to who they think is Clay Thompson. But Clay's like on a wing, and they're shooting it like three rows back. And Clay's like, I'm wide open. And it's like, no, you're not. He has he is in their heads in a way that we have not seen a Celtics big since Kevin Garnett. Uh, and that's, again, Rob, obviously a different kind of defender than Kevin Garnett, but the impact as far as getting inside guys' heads, making them make bad decisions – in addition yeah. to keeping their stuff out of the paint, he's getting he's getting it done. 
Yeah, what is the footwork? I think, yeah. in my opinion. What did you tweet about? I think, no, I, know, nothing, I, know, just, I think I know what you're about to say. Just Rob's third block, the one that he, yeah, the first yeah. two he pinned on the backboard, the third one he just picked out of the sky. I can't remember who <laughs> shot it, but I remember at that moment, whoever shot the ball after the block looked back at him and it was like, really? You know, like, and so did like half the Warriors team. They were like, because yeah. he just picked it out of the sky and they were like yeah. come on man see that's what i was just about to say like I, the, the the for me with robert williams on defense it's the footwork you know him getting into spaces him getting there quickly and people were just like whoa where did that come from that guy was just over there and in two seconds he's over like i think he's really surprising people and believe it or not and, and i feel like we were joking about this a couple of months ago but there might be some truth to this but people are really sleeping on robert williams i mean we're talking about a nationally televised game on espn and these guys don't know that robert williams is locked in they, they also Robert Williams re-signed was re-signed or they don't the know that he's not a free agent next year. Oh no, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh like, my they god. Don't know, they don't know how like important <laughs> that move was. You know, like clearly this would be uh, an issue looming over this organization if that were the case. But how do you guys not know that? And I tell you how. Guys just uh, national media, a lot of these uh, talking heads, NBA guys, they just slept on Robert Williams. They they follow the narratives of the Celtics as you know as it goes with, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and the brand new coach, but they don't always know the ins and outs Kinda. of what this team has gone through, especially on the defensive end, you know. And I think that's gonna hurt his chances a bit with defensive player of the year and, and maybe a couple of votes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know who have loves to catch up. You know who loves I, them. It's not looking some, good. You know who loves them some Robert Williams. Who's that? Doris. Oh, Doris does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Loves Rob. She's him. She knows what's good. Loves. Him. Love that's it. Doris. Yeah. And, and look, and look. The the thing about the the, the defensive player of the year. Look, I, I'm still on Team Marcus, so to speak, out of the, the the divide here. But the way I see with this Celtics defense, there's layers to this, man. There's three of them, and, and a lot of that <laughs> has to do the reason why they're so stifling, Sherrod. The reason why guys are getting Roberts able to move the way he's able to. It's because Al Horford has a lot to do with that as well. Now, Al Horford's in a yeah. good position, though. He's in a unique position that he doesn't have to be one of those top guys right now, which is why I think we're seeing that fountain of youth right now on the offensive end, of course, also in concert with, with, with All-Star break. I still think that was significant for him and that he's, he's still looking you know, refreshed off that break and, and hasn't really missed a step on, on both ends. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about the thing about Marcus is he is doing as good a job as you'll find a perimeter guy in guarding his yard. But here's the thing about Rob. Rob is guarding his yard and cleaning up the mess when others don't clean up their yard and aren't guarding their yard. He's I mean, and that, that to me, it really capsulized itself today because there were a number of possessions where Golden State did a great job of dribble drive penetration and Rob was waiting for them. And they were like, oh, crap. What the hell are we going to do now? Yeah, and right. when they tried to shoot, he either altered the shot or he forced him to make a bad decision and pass to a phantom teammate who was nowhere to be found, or he passed it to a teammate who was already tightly contested, which, again, it doesn't count as a contested shot, but if he forces you to pass to a teammate who's got Jalen Brown up on him or has Tatum up on him and that guy shoots, Rob deserves some of the credit for making that happen. And, and that, to me, in this game, really stood out to me the fact that he was able to just impact the game on so many levels and layers and again no knocker shared against marcus because marcus is a hell of a defender and i still think marcus should be in that top five conversation for defensive player of the year but i just think time lord is on a different level now because of Man. the amount of ground that he's covering I'll, as a defender i'm with you Sherrod, but let me ask you this though if marcus doesn't get it this year does it ever happen like, no this, 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 this is his best this, this is his best this year is, to get it Exactly. Yeah. This is his best I, I, chance. And 
I, I think Robert's going to have chances in his future. I really do. Like he's this I is do, just the I beginning. Agree. I don't but, see but it. yeah, I would I would love to see Marcus get it this year. I know it's, I would love to see that too, but I don't think one, it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen because when you start going the analytics and start looking at the numbers, uh, it works against him. My Marcus is a great defender. I mean, we all know that, but when you start looking at the impact that Rob has had on guys shooting against him, uh, the the fact that we're seeing a lot more turnovers, guys are committing because of his presence, is hard to watch them play Look, and not put him on a different level than Marcus. Blocks are sexy. Big men typically win this award, and that's right. why that's why I think Rob has a better chance. I think he gets canceled. See, that's out. why I like that's why I like Marcus. I think I, like I, I think it I'm works against him. That. I think he gets canceled out by the fact that you have outstanding defenders at that position in uh, yeah. Gobert, Bam, Mobley, even throw in Allen. There's four guys in there. Like honestly, you make case of Rob falls in below three of them um defensively yeah. so smart to me is the best defensive player on the best defensive team in basketball that relies entirely on switching he's the guy he makes it all happen he's the communicator he's calling everything out that should count for something and i've always said a person who can guard multiple positions in and around the perimeter does a greater service to you and to your defense than the guy just sitting back there waiting to block the shots i love rob but you know I, I, you guys know how much I love Rob. I'm still giving my vote to Marcus there. Wow, that's saying a lot. That's saying a no, lot. it is. I, I think he's and, – and I also I do think it's because I think almost all of those bigs that we mentioned, you can make a case for any one of them and you'd be fine. you like, I don't think it's clear-cut this guy over this guy over this guy. I still think Gobert yeah. probably all around is still the most dominant, uh, you know, player there. I just don't see it going to a big and it not being Gobert. I just don't see it. I, I, but you know what I, I think was going to help Rob's case, if there is anything, is the fact that the Celtics are winning with the best defense. And when you watch this team play, it's hard not to recognize the impact that he's making defensively. Where I think Marcus does a great job at some of the more subtle nuances of defense, for example, communication, which John, you pointed out. Marcus, I think, is one of the great communicators out there. I think that has value. You think that has value, but I'm not convinced the folks who are voting, the folks who are watching these games understand how important that is. And so I, I think Marcus, again, to Joe Sway's point, and, I, and I've written about this on fullcourtpress.bulletin.com, this is the best shot that he's going to have, but it's complicated uh, for Marcus to win that award this year. Um, I, I hope he wins it. I, I think he absolutely deserves it. But when I look at the games and I'm trying to think in the mind of the folks who are going to be voting on this, I'm I'm pretty damn convinced that they're going to look at Rob in a much different light than they look at Marcus. Whether that's right or wrong, I, I you know, to, be, to each his own. But I think that's the reality of what Marcus Smart is going to be facing, which is too bad because he's had a hell of a year defensively. And I'm wondering if Rob's presence is going to cancel out, to your point, John, those other bigs and make people say, well, he's really in the same category as, as Gobert and Bam. But Marcus is having a really great year. We'll just vote for Marcus. That could happen. I feel that it could happen. It yeah. could happen, but I don't think it will, though. Okay. I blame Fair enough. Um, this is all I just, uh, fault. Given Sherrod a plug here, subscribe to fullcourtpress.bulletin.com, as he mentioned there. That's where you can find several of Sherrod's written works, in addition to, of course, Bleacher Report and ebony.com. Uh, Bobby, you were just in a press conference here. What's going on? Yeah, a few quick ones. E-May talking, Jalen talking. Uh, the play that Kurt was upset with was a big deal there. I don't know if you guys have gotten into that yet, but 
Uh, nope. Ime pretty protective of Smart in that spot. Didn't really go after Kerr. I think the question there was sort of asking about how he would respond to Kerr going after one of his players. Didn't sound like Kerr went over the line or anything, but Ime was pretty adamant that there was nothing malicious there, nothing dirty, so they weren't sure what the Warriors were complaining about. Although, the second play where he kind of kicked Clay in midair, that was a little... I'd say borderline. The clay dirty, but... one was ridiculous. Yeah, at that one, he was trying absolute... to kick. He was going for the ball. What do you mean? That was mean? that was that was really bad and egregious. And he could have been tossed for that karate kicking a guy like yeah. that was terrible. <laughs> the, the, it the was on the same thing, play. Hey, the, yeah. hey, the way he, the way Marcus for... has been. The yeah. way Marcus has been passing lately, man, I, I, I trust it. I trust it. So man. that's the thing. I thought Kerr would be more upset about that play. The Curry he was, was just a regular play. He hit the ground. He rolled your guy up. Okay? Don't be so fragile. Uh, that's yeah. because he stares at his knees all the time to make sure that they, they don't get hurt. Like, that's – Curry's done this before. Any sort of bang-bang play that comes close to, to – uh, it comes close to Steph Curry's knees or anything that his ankles are sore, he gets like this all the time. I don't know. Yeah, I thought he. I, I thought he. He, over, he overreacted, in my opinion. Like, I agree seen with it that, Josue. There's there's a history there. Yeah, just there's a history. Plays. He just overreacts. Right. And if it's if, if it's another one of his guys, that he you don't get nearly the same reaction that you get. Curry's injury history. Yeah, and you know yeah. I know you opened sort of talking about the impact of Curry going out. Curry was one of four. Yeah, you were decent and waiting. And he was definitely not going to score any more points. So you're right. It's a total wash. Well, it's not a big deal. They had the Warriors just as an offense yeah. on lockdown. I mean, Golden State couldn't even get a paint dude. They touch. scored 38 points without with with Clay not hitting a shot and Curry not on the court in the third quarter. You know, it's obviously that changes the game tremendously because Curry can erase a 15 point lead in in like 90 seconds. So I mean. That's that threat is always there. He gets hot like he can be shooting. He he could be one of fifteen, and all of a sudden he just knocks down five straight right in your face, and it's yeah. you know, so it makes the, a huge the difference. eight point game. Yeah. It does, but you established an incredible defensive. I, I thought just uh, baseline in the first quarter there, where you hold them to I think it was seventeen, thirty-two. So yeah, but just in the first quarter. They had nothing going for themselves because they were just launching threes, essentially, and they were in great position to guard those threes. Uh, Golden State only really got, like, one quality post-touch early, and that's where they definitely turned things around the thirds. They started getting into the paint area, taking advantage of some of those loony switches and other things to mm. get some touches close to the basket because I think they shot, like, 17 of their first 26 shots from three. They were just launching. It was like a Celtic-style throwback, uh, just heave it up because you can't get downhill or – you know, get any quality offense going there. So even before Curry went out, and you're right, John, it would have made a difference the rest of the way, but the Celtics had built a pretty impressive groundwork defensively there against, you know, Wiggins being out. You're that worried about that? He's been terrible since the All-Star break. Yeah, you said that, John, so matter-of-factly that I thought, wait, did I, did I not hear him correctly? And then I just started laughing. I was like, yeah, there's no way he would have made a difference. No. All right, we want to take a little pause, tell everybody about our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline, BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage. As the tournament is finally upon us, looking to wager, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your updated odds and information, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. 
head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games. Bet Online, where the game starts once again. Head over there to the website, use that promo code CLNS50, and get started today. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's, it's again, it's, I started the show with this, and I'm not – uh, I'm not I held taking, them to 29%. I understand. I'm not taking anything away. I just want to see a few games. I thought this was going to be one of those games, great barometer games, where you can see them for four quarters against a top-notch opponent because you want to see how good are these guys. And, yeah. the, and, and, and then Wiggins, Wiggins didn't play, and then Curry goes down, uh, and you didn't get it. You still dominated them thoroughly. It was an extremely impressive defensive performance. And before Curry went out, they absolutely – uh, you know, they, they made life miserable for him and everybody on the floor. None of that. It doesn't change any of that. You just want to see it. You just want to see if they went in there and they beat, you know, Golden State at full tilt, you know, uh, full strength. You'd be like, well, this wow. This is what I talked about you know? around the break because nobody they just haven't done it. It's like there's well, two nobody's yeah. there's, I, nobody's right healthy. There's like two yeah. games in the last 25. And so. They're all but great that's just wins. how it goes this time of year. It's just how it's been. You, yeah, you know? so yeah. that was expected. The schedule was fairly Something easy so lucky. from that point on. I mean, tonight, they clinch a better record than last year's team on this night, going above 500 mm-hmm. for the season here. So yeah, they have done a lot of work over a long span here, 30-plus games where they've been this dominant. And they have been tested. Denver, Brooklyn, Dallas. And there's been numerous teams throughout the you know, nearly half a season now that that's, they've been on this. But tear. that's it. That's it's actually those are the three. It's Denver without two of their three best players. But that's, a they, that's how they've been playing all year. Brooklyn, yeah. that was a great game, obviously, and then Dallas was is a competitive team, and you lost that. So again, it's you. You've only seen three games over the last twenty five or so against a team that's going to look like uh, what you're going to face in the playoffs, and you're you're preparing now. You're so, looking so ahead. Me... You're looking at a top four, top five team in the Eastern Conference with all of their players, and you want to make sure that you 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 well, can let me, do this. You know, let so me you just want to this, see it. That's let all. Let me split this into two conversations because defensively, I think they've proven it. They've seen enough mammoth offenses, definitely, with plenty of guys intact to prove that that defense is legit. The offense, I think you might have a point. You see the two best defenses aside from you these past you two see games how here in Golden you see how State and Dallas, and right. you got stagnant. Yeah, you you were missing a lot of shots. They're now thirty three percent back to that mark that they've been floating around over this year over their last nine games here since the Brooklyn one. So they're not shooting well. Rough um, sailing for Tatum. You know, yes. Br- Brown was able to kind of right the ship there. Uh, you know, absolutely he was. So that's shooting. where we can have a conversation. But the defense is legit. Yeah, and then Smart had a terrific offensive game, and that kind of bailed you out a little bit here because you got 20 points out of Smart, uh, and he was hitting everything, and he was he was outstanding all game long, both ends. Um, so that was great. But again, it's a second straight game. Tatum's really struggled to find to get to his spots and to get and to knock down shots against premier defenses, and that's what you're going to face there is people making life really hard on him, blitzing him, double teaming him. He got frustrated there. He was turning the ball over. Um, and so, 
that's kind of a taste. That's a taste of what you're going to get when you're facing those better those better teams in the playoffs who are going to really come at you. Yeah, you know what? And it's too bad that the Warriors weren't completely healthy because Jalen Brown stepped up, and that's exactly what we've been sort Thank of waiting goodness. for him to do. You yeah. know, in the past couple of games, you're starting to see him sort of uh, – his approach has changed a bit. He's making quicker decisions, getting to the rim, which has been great. But this, uh, this, this game, I thought he put it all together nicely. You know, I thought he had that well-balanced attack. He was getting those and-ones. And he was sort of feeling himself, right? He was a little bouncy. He was like, okay, I got this now. I'm not going to turn the ball over like I used to. Those days are behind me. Like, you could see that swag in his in his step. And it would have been great to see him do that, you know, uh, against a fully healthy Golden State Warriors team, especially in that second half when the Celtics really needed it, man. Because, look, listen, Bobby, I know your boy Pritchard came through with those back-to-back three-pointers. But before that, him and Derek White, man, they were ice cold. And, and that scares me because when that happens – and if Jalen Brown is, is in nowhere near a groove that you need on on the offensive end while Jason Tatum is still trying to find his footing against a top-tier team, that, that's not going to cut it. That, that's that's most likely an L for the Celtics, you know? So th- that this is good that Jalen's starting to get these reps in, and it's encouraging that he's able to do this when in, in, in spots when, when Tatum's not feeling it and he's a little, he's a little ice, ice cold on, on offense. But I tell you what, though, you got to give Peyton his props because he scored eight in a row when they yeah, absolutely when they were in the cold. cold. Yeah, when, when it was getting yeah. a little, it was cold, getting a little cold, tight. Cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Some he, he came through, too. and that I thought that may have been one of the best stretches by Peyton Pritchard in terms of his ability to make shots when they absolutely had to get shots made against a quality opponent. He came through. Uh, he was one of the, I thought he was one of if you talk about the top three, top four difference makers in this game, I think you got to put Peyton Pritchard in that, that conversation because of the timing of the shots that he made yeah. and how that, you know, he again, this was I thought this was, again, a really good game for him because of what he was able to accomplish when it truly mattered. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like this so much. He got the Pritchard jersey behind it. Was that number 11? That? Yeah, that's right. That's I see, right. I see the sticks. You got the that's, sticks. That's there you right. go. That's the canter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested that's, too here. That's, that's, that, that's the Sam Vincent, is what that is. <laughs> this is becoming anyway. a little bit of a trend for Pritchard too here in these fourth quarters. Uh, he sprinkles in. It's very subtle, like two, sometimes three, as it was tonight. Key shots there in the fourth, just to space things mm-hmm. out. And over the last five games now he's shooting 40 uh just under 40 percent from three in the fourth on a couple tries five points per game in those quarters and the celtics ended up closing out for those five games so he's a small part of the rotation right now but if you i mean what was this for in minute wise for him tonight very small minutes that he's putting in this kind of work and this is what we said was going to be the key for him in 18 minutes 10 points uh, a couple assists that nice downhill one the brown you come in and do that in 18 minutes you're doing your job perfectly. Well, he plays hand. 18. Derek White plays 22. So, I mean, there weren't, you know, uh, Williams 21. Yeah. Those were the three primary bench guys all playing roughly about the same amount of minutes there. Uh, Rob, only 24 minutes, which was interesting considering the impact he was making. I don't know if that small ball lineup played him off the court. Uh, he a had some bit garbage there. time, too. Yeah. So, so he was great, though, in that first half. All the blocks. Uh, a couple impact offensive plays around the rim. Piled up five rebounds in like the first four minutes there. So he's coming out storming to start these games. The team really looks great to open these first quarters. And that's been going on for a while now. And him and that starting lineup's a big part of that. It's I can't believe we were debating whether they should shake that up at one point. Because the season's almost over and it's still like a plus 30. 
per 100. So it's one of the best starting lineups, I'd say, ever. In the history of I mean, mankind. Statistically, it's got to be up there. I mean, it's well, crazy. It's phenomenal, Bobby. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's the best lineup of, of, of all time. I think I say something. It's got to be. I mean, if we, I, I know we don't have the data. By the way, phenomenal it. is a one seed in the bracket, just so you guys know. Oh, it has. as it should be. As it yeah, should yeah. be. That's looking like the Gonzaga of this. <laughs> Especially, like, what have you done for me lately? That's <laughs> oh, got Gonzaga vibes. That's got Gonzaga vibes. Yeah. I mean, recency bias is going to be huge on that one, I feel like. Some of those stuff people will probably forget at this point, like the bubble jokes. Bone and bacon. I don't even know if that's in there. <laughs> oh, I forgot about bone. Ah, just last team out. It was one of the first last four out. <laughs> bone and bacon. I forgot about that. Almost that made. was good stuff. One of the biggest snubs of March. That was a good one. Um. Anyway. Um. All right. Are you gonna make me talk about it? Or are you guys gonna talk about it? Who? Come on. Yeah, which direction are we going in? Come on. I don't know. The legend? You're very the, vague. Another story. <laughs> I think I'm picking up what he's putting down, but I'm not sure. You're going to well, make me ahead. bring it up? All right. If, it, if it's what you think I'm, if it's what I think you're about to say, then yeah, you're bringing that up. I'm not bringing that up. No, just this guy. <laughs> wow. That is not good. Yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, I I sort of brought it up when I talked about he's his, uh, not even close right now on his shots. None of them. Yeah. He almost airballed a even floater. From, he almost so, airballed yes, a floater yeah. from four yeah. feet. Yeah, I saw that. I uh, I get it. Basketball's about more than shooting. I don't need lectures. We get it. <laughs> it's great. He plays good defense. He does a lot of little things well. Holy wow, is this bad right now? <laughs> This the, offensively, yeah. yeah. You may not even ask about post game, and you know he's yeah, been saying the same stuff about it for the most part, like all the little things. But you were looking for more than the little things here. And listen, yeah. if I'm going to be honest about what I expected from him, it was much higher than this. It was playmaking. It was a lot more work on the ball, running pick and rolls, which he did fairly well in San Antonio. Ran one good one tonight with Tice, Gominan one. So there's a sprinkles of impact there, but the scoring is non-existent. I mean, zero points. You don't need more evidence of it that than bad? that. And is that bad? The shooting. Listen, if yeah. we were being honest about the shooting, we looked at it coming in and said, all right, he's going to play off Brown and Tatum. He's going to be wide open all the time. And, and he is. going to go way up. And uh, it's gone way down. It's worse than it was in San Antonio. So it's a slump yeah. now for sure. But is is he? he's probably somewhere in that 31, 33 range that he's been in his whole career. And he essentially just have two smart type shooters here. It's been rough uh, watching him out there on on the offensive end of the floor. I love everything he does from a defensive standpoint. I love when he kind of kind of you know locks into being a playmaker, but the shot making has been brutal. I mean, he he's shooting about he's not even shooting twenty five percent coming into this game. No. He was shooting with no, the Celtics like twenty four, yeah, like twenty four point six percent in as a Celtic. Uh, and on a season, he's shooting just a shade over 30. He's probably a shade below 30 now if you factor in what he did tonight. Uh, that's just not going to get it done. Uh, it, it's, it's just not going to work. You're going to win a lot of games in a regular season because there's such a great team 
defensively. But when you get to the playoffs, you're going to need guys to make shots off your bench. And yeah. if you're leaning on Pritchard to be that guy, if you're leaning on Grant Williams to be that guy, that's not going to get it done because those guys uh, – they're gonna they 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 fall a little bit higher on the scouting report pecking order than Derek White. He's literally the guy that you are begging to shoot. Um, and we you know people often you know joke about how Marcus Smart can't make shots, but not even Marcus went through slumps like this. Marcus uh, had some as, big as, ones tonight. Marcus well, he, was great, he, but he's, the, he's playing himself into a smaller role right now. Um, yeah. And right. we thought we thought for sure, for sure that the closing lineup would involve one big, white smart and the and 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 the Jays, right? For yeah. sure, mm-hmm. and and it made sense because you have a guy who's willing to distribute and he's not selfish and he'll you know give the game what it needs offensively and he's a lockdown defender and it just made per- and it's you get to do your whole switchable thing and have your big you know your big presence oh, the there one year comparisons are rolling in but there was a lot of reasons to believe that it absolutely was going to go this way and that's the type of guy he was going to be right i mean and you know and you know that's well, what we thought but right now right now yeah. we're looking at 22 22 24 minutes he had a 30 minute game in there but before that 20 26 28 22 20 20 so i mean he's like down you know in terms of his overall usage uh and what he's being trusted to do and it has to be because they just can't be that offensively deficient well he's uh, not unplayable because it's not unplayable he's so good defensively it's not unplayable but the lineups there are t- tend to be the ones that go cold um and you can only sustain them for so long so his stints are smaller and shorter than you would expect and, him to be and you're starting yep. you're starting to see teams recognize that and they are becoming as you would imagine a little bit slower to rotating when he has the ball mm-hmm. yeah uh, and that it, it just kind of junks it, it just it junks up their offense uh, because they can't keep swinging a ball the way they want to because he's the one guy that teams are damn near begging to shoot. And just watching him out there struggle reminds us once again about how much of a lost opportunity we're looking at right now for Neesmith. Because there, there's a part of me that believes that as he struggles, Neesmith would get two, three, four, five minutes to get out there Fair and point. get into a rhythm. And so yeah. again, this this is this is yet another indictment against their young guys not being ready. Whether it's injury, obviously what he's dealing with now, but even when he was healthy, you know he wasn't making the most of the of those opportunities to, frankly, assert himself and get a spot in a regular rotation. Well, I like that you bring him well, up. They're gonna need a well, guy like that to be yeah, in the picture. Need him. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't know if he's going to answer that call. Just wait. I mean, you, 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 you can always put him out there, but how many times does he actually pick up that phone and deliver? You know, who's like, this? Neesmith. We'll, we'll see. I, I'm, on a game like this, you'd be thinking about it. Yeah, but I don't see what what worried me about White's approach is he was driving to the hoop and he was still coming up short. Like I would like to see him try to find other ways to to work. You know, work without the ball in his hand. You know, get open, get more backdoor cuts, more. Uh, moves in, tra- you know, in transition. You, you see him when he's in transition, and like he just wants to get the ball out of his hands. Try to find some momentum offensively. You know, get a couple layups going. You know, I, I mean, well, I'm not saying I want him stretch? to take. 
I'm not saying I want him to take you know twelve. First game of the game, season, but he, he's got to he's got to do better. His first game with the his first game with oh, the, the Celtics first, was like his best game. Basically, that one was up there. That's but his I'm best thinking game, of, but his first his first couple of weeks too. I'm he thinking a, of the a, Hawks. I'm thinking of the Hawks game where they started running plays for him, getting him downhill on White around screens and other things. It's exactly what you talked about, Josue. There, run some plays for him, make him more involved. He shouldn't be a corner shooter. You know, like they're they're mismanaging him this I don't think he's right being now used offensively. Great right now. You don't want him off the ball. You don't want him standing around in a catch and shoot position because he's bad but at it. But it's the balance between him and Brown. Yeah, and right now I saw I thought especially early in this game they were really emphasizing getting Brown the ball in his hands, especially with the struggles he's been going through recently and getting him quality looks. And if you're giving White more ball time in that second unit, it's less ball time for Brown and they're really trying to make Brown a big threat right now in terms of what they're doing, especially with Tatum off the floor when they're blitzing Tatum. You so there's to. almost like this, you know, we saw it with Kemba and Brown, and we saw it with, uh, you know, Kyrie and Brown. It's sort of this just ball time dilemma that they are having on these second units staggered in where it's like, all right, do you empower Brown more or do you give the point guard more leeway here. And I think they're sort of caught between those two. I mean, those two put up a 50 offensive rating against Dallas, White and Brown. Uh, so neither of them are doing great things with the second unit. And honestly, I think the second unit is a little concerning right now when you see Grant coming back to earth. Uh, Tice kind of being in and out of the rotation there. And I know, think that's it was about it. Concerning, I mean, yeah. that's the thing, Bobby. I think it was always concerning. I mean, yeah, yeah. it, it looked But great shouldn't this because... guy have solved it, White? No, not necessarily. Yeah, no. he was supposed to be more of the glue guy. But if you if you wanted him to be your Fournier or your even your Gordon Hayward in, in sense of the, of the scoring impact, that just wasn't never going to be him. I, I don't think that was the case when they when they made the trade. No, Listen, they, everyone's, I mean, I, I, everyone's freaking out in the me. chat about us being dumb and not seeing the small impacts. We all see the smaller impacts. Yeah, we get here. it, guys. Jeez, come yeah. on. But <laughs> listen, the expectations were high. Come you on, guys. Stop it! Don't get John. You, you know, but you gave you gave up some you gave up something things that you know some you know some picks and some assets for a guy who you wanted to come in and be more than what you're seeing now, and he's not. So just what's the big yeah. deal? That's well, the, the thing. That's what we're talking thing? about. This is a real yeah, thing. You want to see you need things, and he's not providing all of those things right now. So don't just say he's not that guy. Well, then maybe you should have gotten a different guy. That's the point. Is you needed. Someone to solidify that second unit who could run the second unit offense, who could score points when it was needed, who was consistent. One of the things remarkable about Derek White was you looked at his box scores and every single game was 14, 15, 16, 14, 13, 17. He just, he was fairly consistent. He was an efficient player. He's not a great shooter, but he does a lot of other things well. He comes over here and he's a bricklayer. So it's great that he plays defense. We recognize this. <laughs> Like, we recognize it, but he's killing the offense because he can't freaking shoot right now. You can't be that bad. Yeah, he's you still assume, putting that hard hat on, though. All right, he's still giving you good defense. All you right, assume though. he yeah. regresses to the mean and, and it gets back up there, but it's still, you're talking about a career 31% three-point shooter. So you're not going to get that from him. You want to see some of the other stuff more consistently. Yeah, and, and, and when you talk about consistency, the thing I want to see from him, and I don't think this is a big ask, is make at least half of your open shots. I don't think that's asking a lot for an NBA player to make open shots. And right. that, to me, is the fr is the most frustrating part about Derek White, is that he's showing an inability to do that 
at all. Forget about doing it consistently. Like tonight, this was kind of a microcosm of what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Oh my last God, MU's you guys are 10. killing tonight, me right now for in eight. the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, oh, oh my God. If this, I, if this was an L, if this was an L, they would feel a lot differently. I did That's miss it. the four assists. Oh my goodness, he had four assists. Like if fine the guys. Lost tonight, it would be it would be way different. Sherrod, we're trying to make a point. You're gonna need you if you're going to yeah. put him out there. You're gonna swing the ball around. He's gonna be wide open, and there's a shot that he has to take. He has to be able to make them more consistently. He is wide open on these shots, wide open. And he just can't hit him right now. And it's and it's I bad. Just, it's noticeable. Yeah, I and it's just costing him minutes. Ime sees it. Ime's yeah. playing him less right now, guys. It's not made up in this in this in this post game show. It's a problem. Yeah. It's an actual problem. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say also is I, I think we're it's it's more likely that we'll see someone like Peyton Pritchard just go on a hot streak or so. And what I mean by a hot streak, I mean like you know, something like this tonight where he just gives you that eight, ten minute quarter that you needed in the second half. It came off the bench, but maybe he goes on a streak or whatever you want to call it, and he makes another another leap and being that guy that can produce off the bench. I think that happens. We're, we're more likely to see that happen than someone like Neesmith come in and start playing 10, 11 minutes and become somebody that can give you six, seven points off the bench. You know, but the fact that someone like Derek White, that that his offense to this point is, is going to diminish his impact or not his impact, but his, his his minutes, like this shouldn't impact his minutes. And I think the reason that it is because in that third quarter, things got a little scary, right? I mean, the Golden State Warriors in six minutes cut that lead down to 10. And of course, Jordan Poole had a whole lot to do with that. So they needed to counteract that. And I think that's what scares me the most. If there's a, when, when there's another Jordan Poole going off and, and, and if someone like Brown is not feeling it and Payton's a little cold, you're going to need someone to come up with offensive, with, with offense. You're going to need some scoring. And I think that's what John's trying to say, everyone, you know, and, um, that's that's what White's not giving you right. I now, take it know? back. It's yeah. perfectly fine that White's missed every shot. Perfectly fine. <laughs> Move on to the next topic. It's I actually I think it's good for the Celtics that he's missing all these shots. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> my God, it's actually good. It's helping them. It's helping them. If you really know basketball, you know that these missed shots are helping them. Um, when they get it. When, when they get an L, when you, when, when you. <laughs> When you see another L and Derek White's like one for nine that night, they'll know what you're saying. They'll know what you're saying. I'm telling you. Oh, man. Anyway, um, you know, this is, again, you're nitpicking here and you're looking at it um, from the White perspective. Fine. Move on to another topic. What do you guys got? Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, something else about another another bench player. <laughs> No, no. I mean, look, it's again, it's the reason you talk about things like this is not because you're sitting here trying to find like the one thing that didn't. It's because you're now looking way ahead. You're looking right. way down the road, you, you know, into the future, into the playoffs and thinking, how's this going to work here? You now have bigger hopes, bigger aspirations. You're not taking small moral victories like, okay, a win is good because, you know, they lost the last game and you're playing 500 ball and you're taking anything. Right now you're looking at how's this going to work, you know, with this team, how good can they be? What's their ceiling? Can they beat good teams when they get to the playoffs? So that's why you look at it because it has long-term implications. White can't play like this in the playoffs. He can't. It's it, it would kill it would really kill them. It would really be just, yeah in a series. I yeah, just got the number twenty three percent on wide open threes. 
so that's far. the problem. It's the wide open stuff that's killing you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna yeah, go. I think this... you can't. You can't be that bad on wide open shots. You just can't. I think this team as a whole needs to adjust its approach when the threes aren't falling. And it did a good job of that against Detroit. Getting downhill, right. second level drives. White's good at those, but you aren't seeing enough of them. And you're not seeing the aggression in the lane. Again, when they set up the offense for him well, in that I Atlanta think, game, that's where he really got but you going. Know but I think part of that Yeah, I think part of that has to do with the fact that how teams are defending him. Because remember early on when he came to Boston, he was knocking down shots. He was hitting those open shots. And so teams defended him a certain way that allowed him to beat them off the dribble, get into the lane, and do some work there. Well, when he's not knocking down open shots, you're gonna see him out there as a defender. And your first instinct is to take a step back to give him more space to shoot and dare him to beat you with the jump shot. And that's what you're that's why I, I think we're seeing a decrease in him getting to the rim because there's nowhere to go at the rim because defenses are allowing him to shoot. And he's got like most of the Celtics players, if you're wide open, Eme is not going to discourage you from shooting. And so t- he has to find a way to start knocking out open shots, even if it means dribble drive into the lane and shoot a long two. Um, I'd much rather him start doing something to get a little bit closer to the rim, even if it's taking a long jumper versus a three-point shot, which is a shot he's not knocking down at all now. No, and that's what the, the reason I pointed out that floater is because now he's in his own head. You could this is the first yeah. night. This was the that's first night me. of the whole time you saw his shoulder slump and you no, saw it actually no. kind of affecting him a little bit on the defensive end. He was just <laughs> clearly like I met on that. Which which ball was it that he? I mean, barely nicked the rim and 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 yeah, and, the uh, floater. And no, no, the, the other one where Grant got the rebound and lay and put in the dunk. Um, oh think, yeah, yeah, it was a three, wasn't it? I think it was, it was a, a three that he just scraped yeah, he, like, the front of the rim, straight the rim, yeah. And and Grant got it and put it home, and White was like, "Man, he's like, I'm glad that happened, but oh yeah, my god, am I missing that?" And then he almost airballed the floater from three feet. He's in his head right now. So that little floater game and that in-between game, he has that in his bag. That's, that's what he kind of does. He's not a leaper. When he goes to the basket, he's not going to go up, you know, you know, with authority and, and, and drive it by people. So that's kind of his game right there. But now he's even thinking about that. Cause I think he's so he's, he's just mentally so consumed by it. Yeah. And I think well, we're being what? tough on him, but it's not emergency <laughs> lights. You know, like, I think we're honing in on this because it hasn't been talked about a lot, but the other things do make him extremely valuable. And you said it just way. He's not in danger of being passed in the rotation and needing to mix it up or you're putting Pritchard over him either because the other stuff still is so strong. I mean, they've gotten even better as a defense. They were excellent as a defense, and they've gotten even better since he arrived, and he's a big part of it. Uh, He makes a ton of plays on that end, the charge takes, the steals, even just on ball and switching and all the different kind of stuff there. He's... I, I tend to agree with this comment here that he'll be fine. You know, that they don't need him to blow it up offensively. You just need more than this. And that's not a reach for him. That's to get not to. a reach. You just need more that you don't need. You don't need 25 points a game. You just need more than this. That's yeah. it. And, and look, and you know, you the, still win a game. This where is he the does shiny this. new toy. You got it. You want to see what it can do first game. And there was a couple of games early where he made an impact in a million different ways. And everyone's like, all right, I got it. I got it. You're now talking about a 10, 12 game stretch here where the shooting has been so abysmal. It's hard to not talk about it. So again, you hope that it eventually writes itself, but right now it's just yeah. rough. We yeah. hope we, we hope he does because otherwise in a week or so, 
We're gonna have uh, John over here mentioning the Josh Richardson. The I'm not talking. Winners. You know, I wasn't in love with anything that we. I wasn't in love. Yeah, with but that extra year on uh, that don't. don't act like I you wasn't in love with that. Romeo. He had an extra year on his contract that the Suns could flip during the off season. Maybe I, I, was, I'm just. You got it's that in not, your back pocket. It's not that my my beef has always been. You only have. X amount of assets or money or whatever it is to make your right, moves. So make sure you get the right guy. Make right. sure you get the guy. Okay. So the the argument I always put out there is if you had if you had twenty million of cap space this off season, and you're thinking around and you're like oh, going through your shopping list, say you'd not made the white trade and you just had twenty million bucks, is Derek White the player you'd want? The type of player you'd want them to go out and sign? Like you're better Maybe. for having him on your team versus not. But if you were looking around the landscape, you might think I might take that 20 mil. I've only got this. My house needs all these repairs. Like, what am I going to fix? What's the thing I need most? And you might've put it towards something else. That's what you're comparing it to. Not to Richardson. He's not, he's better defensively than Josh Richardson. I think Josh Richardson's shooting was eventually going to come back down to earth because I don't think he's a 40 plus percent three point shooter. Romeo proved to be useless. First round picks are rolls of the dice, even though it is risky. The problem with trading them is, you don't know what else you could have traded them for. So again, you get right. one shot, you load it up. This is everything you had to make a trade with. You did it. You got this guy. You hope for the right. best because now that's what you have here. Well, that's it. Well, well, the reason, well, the reason I brought up, well, the reason I brought up Richardson just real quick is just that not only of what he was doing on the court, but more so of what he meant as an asset, right? And that extra year, I mean, maybe you could flip him for maybe. someone else down the road. You I know, think I people thought, knew. I thought you would use that one, you know, as, as, as sort of a, a big reason as to, well, why do we – why do they believe so much in Derek White if this thing blows up in their face? You know, why, why not use that chip later down the road? That's what I that's what I meant by that. Like in a week or so, yeah. If if he's still shooting another twenty percent, that you may you may use that. But and and I'm sure some fans may feel the same way. But right now, uh, I think when the majority of Celtics fans they, they they like what they see so far from Derek White. They're not concerned, I guess. Like we should say, they're not concerned. There's a lot of people who are concerned. There's a lot of people who are like, he'll be fine. I don't know why you think he'll be fine. He's just not a good shooter. I don't think he'll be fine. I think he'll be better. Um, but you, so, you know, um, yeah. I didn't like the Richardson comments and we got a lot of them when it first happened that people were going to miss him. You know, the fans really fell in love with him. I, I know we were, we, um, uh, Sherrod and Joe Sway and I, we were talking after the Brooklyn game and they didn't want to trade Richardson, you know, when we, it was right before the deadline there. And I thought you had to maximize his value. And I felt like they did a good job doing in the deal that they eventually made, but Looking at how sparsely San Antonio has used them and how little need they have for a guy like that, you do wonder if you had some stomach as Boston and eat some tax, whether you could have kept Richardson, used salary to get white with the picks, and kept both players. Yeah. If you were willing to pay the eleven million or whatever it is. That's what I've been saying, Bobby. You avoided the tax this year, and now we're talking well, I'm talking championship. And you're not a tax-paying team. And is that going to limit you and your ability but to contend that's always been the problem. I think that's a p- piece of the tax argument that people were ignoring, which was always you either go under or you go over, but you only go over to get that big-time player. But what you mm-hmm. also would go over to do is not have to basically sell off assets. You could have assets. put White into the TP, actually. Yeah, not to sell off assets 
you could have absolutely done that. You could have done lots of things. If Richardson wasn't a valuable chip in that trade and all you needed was money matching, you could have not made the the Hernan Gomez deal and had that as your Well, money. you had the TP, John, so you didn't even need and Hernan you had the Gomez. TP. And yeah. if you wanted to, and if you could have convinced them that the Richardson part was just money matching and you want and it was moving over there, you could maybe hold on to something that how much better look put it this way how much better would you feel about the bench if you had white and richardson right now a great deal better it'd be amazing yeah you'd be it wouldn't be like the best bench in basket phenomenal (laughs) i think bobby thinks it might be the best (laughs) the best bench in all of nba history i don't know if i would i don't know if i would have used the word amazing grant white richardson forget about him ice You'd have a lot. I mean, suddenly you'd be looking uh, at like three, maybe four guys to four, maybe did you just five. Say That's a big difference. Tice is in the mix. You got you got Tice right now. What do you mean, fucking? Listen, I never knew I'd be going about for Richardson like this, but he's looked pretty good in San Antonio too. Um, I think I underrated him a little bit coming into Boston. I had said that after seeing him play. Oh no, man, Celtics, Look, so. I'm 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 messing around. I mean, obviously the bench would be that would help. It would help the second unit right now. But at the same time, I don't think that was in the cards. I I honestly think we don't know. Pop and the Spurs, they they wanted to fleece the Celtics. Okay, maybe it wasn't Richardson, but it was going to be something. It was going to be a trade where they flat out win. They and, might and be able to flip them for another first. Obviously, right, they might be able to. Obviously, the two first-round picks were to seal the deal, but also they were going to take those options. They are going to take those assets. Someone like Richardson who has that extra year. I think it really – that extra year makes him a lot more valuable wherever he is right now. And that's exactly why San Antonio said, no, we're going to need Richardson in this deal as well. It's interesting. We should try to track down that answer, do some reporting here. <laughs> it's sealing us. But yeah, we gotta anyway. sell that. To, we gotta sell that tequila, man. You know, uh, we gotta. You know, exit interviews. We'll talk about it. We'll, I'm very, uh, very curious how those negotiations went down. I mean, even the pick swap. Like, where does that come from? I you know, don't like know. I don't know. That one's gonna bug me. Oh, uh, listen, I still. Bobby, we need a Bobby and Brad Stevens one on one. Hold on, hold on, guys. Let me, let me. Uh, I'm gonna just throw out there um, the uh, commentary here from Smart and Kerr. Everybody made nice after the game. Oh, Kerr yeah. said, Kerr said, a lot of respect for Marcus. Hell of a player. We talked after the game. We're good, but I thought it was a dangerous but play. I knew it. Smart I on the convo so. with Kerr. I don't think so either. He's doing what any coach, any player would do. And that's backing up his guy. At the end of the conversation, he told me, you're one of the guys I want on my team. Added Kerr knows he would never try to hurt anybody. So, um, you know, a little bit of an emotional reaction by Kerr and then mutual admiration society sort of stuff. Yeah, I love the composure that the Celtics showed through that stretch in the first half. I mean, there was some real toughness, I thought, on their part when Green was slapping away at Horford and Horford was telling him off in response and – and just the chippiness that the Warriors are trying to throw back at the Celtics after those plays there, they stood up pretty well too. And it was actually the Warriors picking up the technicals and complaining and getting outside their game, stuff that we've seen the Celtics do in their own right in those kind of spots. So I thought Smart held his own in a good way there. I love the back and forth between those two. And again, I think this team has become a lot more mentally tough, sustaining runs and Difficult situations like that, smart picking up the flagrant, and just a really chippy first half that I thought was a good example of how a playoff series. Game I, loved the same team. I loved that. Yeah. I loved Especially it. Especially when you it. got Draymond barking. When you got Draymond in this, they family, shook Draymond right. And off. you're getting he's the not best. Even of, looking at you, yeah, you're getting the best of him too. Exactly. I, you, you get under his skin, 
and how he's about, not the one getting under your skin, that's great. You know you're doing about, something about, right there. How, how about how about Al, right? And Al's done this in the past. But I love that. Do it. Yeah, but you know you know what he did, right? It's it's oh, you're talking to the referee, but I'm going to answer it for you. No, no, that wasn't a call, Draymond. Draymond's like, are you like, don't talk to me right now. I don't, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking to the ref and. Al's responding back to him as if it, he's the referee. Oh man, I, I love that. You can see it was under he, he got under his skin. He did. That's exactly that was an OG move. That was that such was an OG, OG move. move. I love with that the Al's smirk, part. With yes. the smirk. Yeah. Because you know, Al at some point Al's gonna start nodding ahead like <laughs> Yep. And you're yeah, just like, shut up, Al. Shut <laughs> right, up. Right. Just shut up. And I'm not Al's talking just... to you. I'm talking to Rev, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about Al. Green is really yeah. something. I mean he gets a lot of technicals, and he deserves a lot more. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah man. he's got. He could have easily been. Oh, he's, he's great. He's graded on a curb. Grumpy. Yeah, he's got a lot more grumpy yeah. over the years, man. He's like, it's like he's turned into like that that veteran on his last couple of years, you know, which he obviously isn't, but he just has that demeanor right now. Yeah, he's got a tremendous amount of runway they give him to just kind of fly off the handle that Seriously. most players don't get. So. Another moment I love was him blowing up that play against Grant and Grant just scrapping nonstop to get the jump ball back. Uh, there was a lot of good, tough plays from the Celtics in this one. I like that Tatum. a lot, too, because Grant wasn't prepared for the Cobra strike there, and Draymond no. just kind of just got him with it. But then he stayed, yeah. he's, you know, he, he, you know yeah. he hit the ground, he fought, you know. Tatum went to the rim a ton. Just yes. a lot of great stuff out of this game. I mean, it was another... I know you would have loved to have seen it with Curry involved the whole way, but you still play one of the toughest defenses. Jordan Poole went off against you. Draymond's out there. Road game on the West Coast after just traveling out there. There's a lot of stuff that you love here. And they had the crowd dead silent. I know you may have talked about this a lot for almost the whole first half just based off the defense that they were playing. So they took Again, them out of the game, too. 35 points against the Mavericks in the first half, 32 points with the with, uh, against Golden State is – is uh really just putting that's the clamps putting the clamps yeah. on people here so that's been and now you that... get to play the kings huh you get Dang, to play the sacramento go. kings oh Dangerous the game. new the the revamped kings let me tell you guys what quickly up, we're gonna, we're gonna keep drapes. drapes it is we're gonna keep going a little bit here just let you guys know about uh, one of our sponsors coda project management tool um for your teams out there if you are leading a team or running an office or doing all sorts of different things coda is the thing for you to help you get everything organized um you can go to coda.io slash garden get started for free um customizable connected templates for anything and everything roadmap onboarding uh, you know, projects, uh, meeting notes, trackers, uh, all sorts of different things rather than have it all over the place. Go to Coda. You can sync it all together. You can make an update in one place, and it's going to show up somewhere else. It's actually a really cool thing. So check it out. Once again, head over to Coda.io slash garden. Get started for free right now. Uh, what's better than free? Give it a shot. Uh, also, as we let you guys know uh, from time to time, uh, Discord um, server here. You can join our Discord server, clnsmedia.com slash Discord. Chat was kind of Chat was bumping throughout the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys popped in there or not, um, but it was pretty. Uh, people were pretty animated. They were into this one, so a good good thing to do when you're watching the game. It's fun to jump in right after. Sometimes uh, guys here on the Garden Report will jump in and uh, and uh, and chat with you guys as well. So clnsmedia.com/discord. We're trying to get to a thousand. I think we're around eight hundred right now. So let's let's get those numbers up. Um, what else that. you guys What else you guys like from tonight's game? 
Uh, well, I think Bobby just touched on it. Just Tatum going to the rim, drawing contact, being physical, being uh, just finding ways to win. And, and you need to be like that on nights when you can't make shots, when you're not making shots, your opponent's not making shots. You have to find ways to still be productive. And I, I thought Tatum did a good job on a night where he didn't shoot the ball particularly well of still finding ways to impact the game in a positive way for these guys. That's how I feel about Jalen. I mean, I know I said that earlier, but those and ones, man, him doing the flex and mm-hmm. all that, give me more of that. All this entire West Coast trip, I'd love to see him continue to do that and get to the free throw line. You know, make that a normal thing. So Yeah, and I'm gonna bring it back to Smart. Twenty points, eight assists Ooh, there. Can the... we talk about his dimes? Actually, good call, Bobby. Let's talk about his passing right now, man. Some of these some of these assists, man, they're getting just better and better. I, I mean his offense Marcus, this year. You gotta I know be Marcus impressed. Is in a groove, and yeah, you know things. Everything's just clicking Dude, right he's now. But fi- some of these he's passes. finishing at the rim, you know, and yeah. that's something. That's something. It, we we dog his three point shooting all the time, um, but he's not good around the rim, uh, and historically, and he's yeah. been hitting those kind of those little floaters, finishing like with the just le- get in, finishing yeah. with the left <laughs> off the backboard. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's finishing a lot more efficiently now. It really is incredible because um, he's able <laughs> to kind of play. He's able to muscle some guys. That up and under. He's been muscling through with the up and under. Yeah. And it's been one of those, like, you think it's not going to go all the way. Right. And then he's 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 getting guys back. Yeah, he's not that quick, obviously, but he gets guys on his hip. And he's been able to kind of finish through contact. And it's it's been really impressive. And a couple of threes he knocked down tonight were contested. You know, like, they were, they were, guys were closing out quick came to him and he friggin drained them. I mean, he had, this was an incredible offensive game. He's shooting Marcus. well in 2022. He really is. 38% he threes. going in. Yeah. The so are, the 28% ooh. for the first few months, I think 38% since the beginning of the year. So uh, total turnaround in terms of the way he was shooting. I mean, he was, he was 38, 29 splits, you know, through the first half yeah. of the year or something like that. It was pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. Yeah. We talked about it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it was like, it feels like, and it's like incredible. Last, last season, but it wasn't last. last season. It's amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. If, if we're gonna throw it back to last season and STFU and John's criticisms and listen, none of us here ever thought he had an offensive leap in front of him. Not only from a point guard perspective, but all the scoring stuff we're talking about here, and he's done it. Uh, he is having the best year of his career by far. We're yep. talking about him winning a defensive player of the year, which is unimaginable when it looked like he was actually declining in that area of his game a year ago at times. And to get this much better, this deep in your career, it doesn't really happen, Sherrod. Like, there's not many examples, I think, of a guy well, this far in having a leap like this. Well, here's I, I think the one thing that we're, we're kind of forgetting about with Marcus Smart is he's 20, he just turned 28 years old. And guys typically are at their peak in their, their mid to yeah. late 20s. So Marcus, I mean, what we're seeing now, I think, is on time. you know, it's the best version of Marcus Smart that we're going to see. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him reach many more levels in terms of his improved offense or, or defense or anything like that. And if you're the Celtics, that's fine because you got a guy in you know Derek White who I think you think could potentially supplant Marcus as your your elite premier defender. I wing defender. so. I don't know now. Um, well, I mean, Marcus is a better all-around player than Derek White now. I don't, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's much debate of that. And that's not a knock against Derek White. It's just the reality no, of what we're seeing right now. I don't want to turn this back into white bashing, but I, I like 
you know, I've been super critical of Smart, you know, uh, in just his inconsistencies on offense, uh, taking too many shots. And look, again, the things we were critical of him of for a career, he does he doesn't do uh, as much of. He's not he's not launching eight, ten, twelve threes a game. He's not you know just doing those things in wild, inconsistent passes. He's incredibly under control. He's much more efficient, um, and you know he's 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 healthier this year. So the defense has been there all year long. Uh, so he's he's playing out of his mind. But I again, I didn't want to make it white bashing, but it's. But here we when, when, when Marcus isn't in the game and it's white, I'm hyperventilating. I'm like, get Marcus back in there, you know? And that's been a story all year. When Smart comes off the court, they get disorganized. They get really disorganized because we thought it would be like, oh, interchangeable parts. You've got Marcus 1 and Marcus 2, and it hasn't been. No. And in every way imaginable, it's not just the shooting. I never thought I'd I'd long for Marcus Smart's shooting over someone but it's everything because the the way Marcus controls things right now, it's a different level than what White is doing, and it's a noticeable difference. So when he's not on the court, um, I immediately I'm like, oh, we got to get Marcus back in now, and that's <laughs> you know, that's how well he's playing. But it really is you it, you really see it. You thought, I mean, when we got him, Bobby, you some people were saying like, well, this could be the Marcus replacement, and we're fine with that. I was thinking that. And now, yeah. and now I'm like, no, 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 no. You cannot do that. You can't do that. So this is where we got to turn this to the big picture because I think we're living in the moment a lot with this team, which is good. I think they're a serious contender here, so we got to see it through. But they're sort of where they're going to be with this group. We, we mm-hmm. thought about like who could be Forever. expendable here. How could they make a improvement into the future? Well, now they've traded picks. They have locked in on Rob, who I think a lot of people think is untouchable. Their core four is outstanding, but there's not much behind it right now. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I guess that's how you improve, possibly, is along the edges. And maybe this team looks better with more depth. Um, But is this top four or five enough? I mean, Horford's probably part of the long-term picture now, too, which was unimaginable. Even for me, I didn't expect him to suddenly be a three-, four-year option for this team coming back. But you get through that deal next year, maybe comes back at the minimum after that, late in his career and is in a smaller role. And that looks like sort of the path that Horford's going to be on now unless something crazy happens this offseason. So this is your team, which isn't a bad thing, but you do have to ask, is this a championship core here? And I think it can be, but... It's tough. Well, this is, it, it would be if you drafted better, um, you know, and it, that's the reality is the draft is what killed. So that's them, where you're going to have to hit, right? Is like those second rounders and well, you can't, guys. you're not, you're not hitting on second rounders. That's the point is like, if you looked at this yeah. team and you had Bain and Maxi instead of whatever you ended up with, it's a totally different team. And you're not even thinking about, you're probably not even making trades at the deadline. You're like, this is awesome. You know, like. Is it Yam and Beggar, <laughs> Beggar run? Yeah. You know, yeah, and Beggarin coming to save the day next year. Yeah, so see, see, that's those are good examples of second round picks right there, Bobby. Those, those, (laughs) that's second round talent right there. (laughs) That's the batch you're picking from. Bobby is Bobby, Bobby is the rock portion of the uh booby. Is that in the bracket? Oh, it's in the bracket. Yeah, (laughs) wow, yeah, I think, um. I, I think the uh, what was it the the Vegas summer the summer league had I think that's going to be one that's gets in the final four I don't know if I had to guess out of out that's of the, the one out of the you, Josue, you wonder if out of the Josue Pavone region that's got a good shot got a good shot you wonder if <laughs> the Josue Pavone the Josue Pavone region we will let you guys <laughs> good know good job we'll, with that John we'll, yeah, great region we'll, great region we'll be 
that's a tough region. That's going to be tough yeah, to get out of that run. It's yeah. tough to get out of there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a tough, tough bracket. <laughs> uh, we'll be releasing the rest of these on Twitter and kind of putting them out. They're going to be alive. First round matchups are going to be rolling all the way through this weekend. So you got time to vote, but make sure you pop in there uh, and give it a vote. It's fun. Share the polls with people you think might be watching the show who would get it um, and who, uh, you know, think that this kind of thing is funny. Um, <laughs> or interesting, I know, right? Or just the, or, uh, or not, whatever. A lot of or not, or not, and I totally get the or not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine too. That's fine it. too. Merch is next. Merch with the winners. Okay. Uh, um, yes. So one more thing I want to talk about before we get out here is the seating situation, which of, of, the, of my poll. No, of the East. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bobby's like, no, they used to conference, John. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> how are you feeling about how this is shaking out right now? So I kind of put the numbers together. It's still tough to predict because it's so tight. But it feels like the Chicago thing is the number one thing that they're looking here at by far. Unless Philly goes in the tanking direction here. And I know they won tonight. So they're hanging in there. But the Celtics are now in a virtual tie with Chicago for four. Tied with Philly in the win column for three. And they have tiebreakers over most of these teams. I still have to clinch the Chicago one with that April game. But they're in a pretty good spot to rise here. But everyone's worried about Brooklyn rising up here and being a first-round opponent. So you more comfortable staying in that 4-5 spot? Or do you want to rise as far as you can here and just say, screw it, we'll play whoever. Just get that home court. I say I, I'm still saying you go for home court. Um, you try to avoid Brooklyn, though. I mean, it's it's hard to say exactly how far they're going to surge, but yeah, you do risk you do risk them hitting the fifth, and, and you, you end up seeing them in the first round. So, but like a three six could be a possibility because that six is wide open right now. Toronto's yeah. making a run at it. I mean, that is our dream matchup, right? If any of the Toronto fans in the chat tonight, Toronto, we want the Raptors. <laughs> Bobby just no. wants to go to Toronto. Bobby, Bobby got his passport ready. That's why. Well, not only that, but our viewership <laughs> when we played Toronto and that series was great. How much fun do they still like us? Series? I don't know. I don't it's know. been a minute since they've been relevant, and they've been great this year. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since, since they were the champions. So I don't know how they feel about us now. We'll yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I think I think you're. I mean, I at this point. Though. I think you just, it doesn't matter. You just desperately want to avoid one or two because you just don't want to play Brooklyn. Probably not so, going to get one. But right, two? but you, 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 Brooklyn's going to end up in that seven or eight spot and you don't want to have any chance of playing them. So you want to, you don't want to go higher than three. Are you really right. scared of them? I know it'll be tough. Versus every other possible opponent from Is it the, Chicago tough too? Fully loaded? No, like think, Brooklyn. No, man, you don't want anything to do with Brooklyn. Yeah, not as not as tough as Brooklyn. Mm-mm. I know Kyrie dropped that sixty, so it'll you be interesting. Any... But his availability is going to be the real swing factor for them. Do you think yeah. he's going to get in there full time? I know we're all just here, but do you think he'll be back full time for the playoffs? Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably tough to tell. I mean, if he's not, they're in, they're in real trouble. In the Simmons thing, who knows? But I'm going to keep bringing that up because. Listen, I just I don't believe in the Nets, and there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of sympathy for Kyrie right now, which, fair or not, he made his decision, and it's had the impact that it's had there. So, I don't know. 
I'm not I'm not betting on them to come out of the East as a seven seed or an eight seed. I just don't want to play Brooklyn. That's it. I I, I, I think any of the teams from the three seed on, any of the teams you're playing there, I think the decent matchups um, that you feel pretty good about. You, the things you're you're most scared of, Milwaukee, now that they have Lopez back and fully healthy. I'm um, scared I, of them. I'm, I'm scared of them for sure, but you're not going to get them in the first round, so don't worry about that. Um, and, you know, Philly – I don't know what to think of Philly right now. That one, you know, I initially would have had them. Miami, I think, is going to be really tough. I know they've played them well this year. I think Miami's tough. But I think all those other teams, like Cleveland, Chicago, Toronto, those teams in there, you're okay playing any of those. Like, it's going to be hard no matter what. There's no cupcakes. But mm-hmm. there's there's other, there's other teams, You if you if you did run into them, you'd be like, this is bad. So Do they have to avoid, at all costs, the Pistons? Yeah, that'd be fine. That that they don't. Yeah, they they won't have to worry about that. Don't have to worry about it. All right, we are gonna wrap it up. I did want to uh, say thanks to everybody for staying up late with us, and thanks for the guys Oof. here on the All Garden right. Report for jumping on here on a school night. Um, Sherrod is headed out west. I think he'll be in Sacramento for the next game. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's good. Jimmy is going to be. I back. like that. I like that arena. Good spot. Yeah. Yeah. That team though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the the franchise. As far as those as far as those polls go, guys, if you have voted here in YouTube, but you want to get we're we're aggregating votes, okay? The rest of the other polls can be found on Celtic CLNS Twitter. So go check it out. You can vote there with you and all of your burners. If somebody's losing right now and you want to boost them. Head over to Celtics CLNS. You can tweet there as well. We will aggregate all of the Who's votes. Who's your pick to win, John? Of our poll? Yeah. Phenomenal. But I don't That's... know. Might be might be smart. Smart's a long time ago. See, like, I think the recency yeah. bias is going to be strong there. Yeah, Jimmy Homeschool is losing right now as a one seed. That is stunning. Upset City right now. I mean, that's a that's – a, I think it's – wow. My sleeper is is uh, us not talking about Jalen Brown. That's a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, a sleeper. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially that's my Jaylen. low. That's my Loyola of Chicago pick right there. Wow. Um, I feel good about who's that Arizona. One on. Which one's Arizona? Mm, yeah, I'm thinking Jimmy Homeschool because Homeschool should yeah. win, but for whatever reason, I I, I don't know. Upset. I gotta look at the bracket. I'm doing them all last second, so I'll be back but for, for the but, pick. On. But phenom- phenomenal, I think, will probably carry the crown. I have not. But uh, somebody fuzzy saying Bobby Bucket hat. I think that that's a good sleeper. I have that. Yeah. Joe Sway yeah. said that. Yeah, I have yeah. that as one of my sleepers. That's a third. No. Season, so. Another yeah, sleeper. Another sleeper here saying Herman. Herman Gomez is a sleeper. <laughs> no. Won't get out of the first round. Won't get out of the first round. They have a tough matchup. <laughs> Yeah, we'll not get out of the first round. Really? I like it's Herman. It's all about the matchups. I was getting yeah. some results here. Right now we had uh, Marcus is winning big. Bobby is uh, the uh, Jimmy homeschool. Is, is I'm seeing homeschool right in front. Yeah, Tatum. Uh, bike watch is, a, is, is ahead of the Horford jersey. Um, and let's oh, yeah. Someone got. said they were upset that the Horford jersey might lose. Rob Stock. That's gonna be a strong one too. Uh Brockton Wi-Fi is a is a is a big winner. Um oh, yeah. Herman 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 as a two seed is is it wins wins that one as well. 
bucket hat is a three seed overwhelming winner over turkey burgers right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> burgers is fine. Beef burgers is where it's at. Oh, uh, yeah. We did leave out a couple ones. Next time we'll open it up for suggestions if we do something like this again. This would have been good. Bob, Bob, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby being a foot taller than Joe Sway at the garden. That is popular in the comments. <laughs> That's going to be in there next year. Listen, Joe Sway, I did. I lean more That's toward a sweet like 16 pick. Yeah, I lean more easily. toward like I'm six, seven and Joe Sway is six feet. No, I, I always tell people Bobby's still growing. All right. He's still a growing boy. So he's, he's gone from six, one to six, four in the last couple of years. <laughs> Might be true. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating, actually. All right, we're on <laughs> six to the one to six four. We're on and to the Kings, guys. Uh, one time you had Tim's on, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby um, one time pulled up to the garden with Tim's on. I'm like, really, Bobby? Right. Come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it was snowing. That's funny. Um, all right, again, thank you, guys. Good night. Um, like I said, go vote on those polls if you want. Give us a follow, Celtics CLNS. Join Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Do all that good stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube channels if you haven't already. Hit those like buttons as well. We love that. Uh, and we'll see you guys.